Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Ryan. And we are the Iggy Iggy Parents. What's in a name? Had to quote some Shakespeare some point on this podcast. Oh, yeah, I'm a bad theater student. I wouldn't have got that. I knew it was a reference to something, but... It's okay. I had to look up the play. (laughs) What play is it? You have to guess. Macbeth. Oh, no. Well, I feel feel like they're way into names and titles and stuff in that play. Shall I read the rest of it? Oh, okay. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Oh, right. Okay. Romeo and Juliet. I freaking did that show. Okay. R and J. I said that speech. It's I was even Romeo. our initials. Wait, no. I didn't say that speech. That's Juliet. It's been a while. It's okay, babe. It's been a while. <laughs> so on this episode, we're going to discuss all of the things that are considered when naming your Iggy. It's a bit different than naming a child. That it can be more about you, right? And things that are important to you. Right, you don't have to think of the benefit of your dog mm-hmm. going to school and having to write their name on forms and things like that. As adults, without children, there aren't too many things we get to name for fun. So it's really a great experience to have come together as a couple to create a name for our beautiful Iggy. There's not too many things in life that we really do name. We name your car. Mm-hmm, that's been fun. Usually I'm just trying to find some name that's similar to the license plate because I'm not that creative, but my names have gone with the look of the car as well. So I've had Sky Masterson because that's similar to the license plate and it's a big white cloud. And then before that I had Buzz Lightyear, again, similar to the, the license plate and it was a green Ford Fiesta. Bright green. Very green. Like picture Buzz Lightyear's green on his uniform or his spacesuit and it was that green the whole car i loved it (laughs) in our efforts to talk about names we decided to reach out to instagram and we got way more response than we thought we would and we're so thankful for it yeah it was really uh it was really inspiring to see how many icky parents out there put so much thought and creativity into the names of their dogs. We thought we went overboard coming up with all these different categories as to why we named Adelaide the way we did. And it looks like we're not alone. Mm-hmm. Feels like there are some categories that that most names fall into. Um, if you've thought purposefully about how to name your dog, or if you got to name your dog, if you had a choice in the matter. The name that we chose falls into most of the categories that we're going to talk about from what we've learned from other people. Should we give our reasons for Adelaide and then get into the rest of the names that we got from other people? And I their think reasons? so. Yeah, we're going to talk about Adelaide and why she's named the way she is, how we named her, when we named her, mm-hmm. and then we'll get into the meat of the topic and talk about all of the amazing different ways we've discovered people have named their Italian greyhounds. Okay, you start. I'll talk about when Mm -hmm. we named Adelaide. Yep. So I think we discussed this on the pilot episode, but we named Adelaide before we got her. We didn't know which dog we were getting. Mm -hmm. So we were third choice. 
We were bottom of the list. And that's okay because we were happy and open to getting any of the three possible female pups that we were looking at. Mm-hmm. So we had two different names picked out. One name was for the darker dog, which ended up being our girl. And the other name we had picked was for the two lighter Italian greyhounds that we looked at. One was blue fawn and white, and the other one was... Fawn and white. Fawn and white. Both of them were lighter, and we felt that their name could be the same, and that the darker dog should have a different name. And whichever one we found out we got, that's who we had. And that's how we would pick the name. I will say we did meet all three of those dogs Mm -hmm. twice. Yep. Before we knew which one? No, the the second time we went, we knew. Right. So the first time we went, we didn't know which one we were having, but we got to sort of take in all the dogs. And the dark dog was the one that was especially rambunctious, (laughs) (laughs) fell out of Ryan's arms. She did a full cartwheel. Iggy screamed. (laughs) (laughs) She uh, was, you know, very, she made an impression on us. And we didn't know if we were getting her or not, but we heard that she was maybe the most outgoing and excitable one in the group. So I remember coming back from yoga. We had just gone to yoga and we were walking back and we didn't know when we were going to find out. I think we knew the day, but we didn't know what time of day we were going to find out which one of the dogs was ours. And I remember getting that message and Ryan looked at me and he said, we got the dark brown one and we knew which name that was. (laughs) Adelaide. I didn't remember that. Very clear memory for me. We had been toying between two different names. Let's look into both of the names and explain why we chose them. Mm -hmm. For the lighter dogs, we were thinking that we would name her Edith. Because these dogs are so small and dainty, we thought a little old lady name would be appropriate. So Edith, Adelaide, or... Mary. Something like that. Sybil. And we also were watching. Dun, 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 I know. Dun, I'm like the dun, Grantham show. Dun, what the hell is it called? Oh, yeah. Downton Abbey. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a second to remember. Had to sing the theme song for him. Uh, so it would have been named after Edith. And also would have been named after Little Edie from Grey Gardens. So a bit of a musical theater reference. Had to have a musical theater reference uh, in there. Also would have been a drag race reference because the first time that I heard about or learned about that person, that character was from uh, Drag Race when Jinx Monsoon played her in the Snatch Game. Season five. Mm-hmm. When was it that we watched the actual movie? We had Adelaide at that point. Yeah. So, so it, was it wasn't after. until after we got Adelaide and we went to an outdoor movie festival in Toronto and they showed Christy Pitts, Christy Pitts Park or Christy Pitts Film, Film festival. festival. I think they that's the right name. We saw the original movie or documentary based on these people. And I was glad that we hadn't named our dog after that. Yeah, it's uh, I knew it actually from the musical. Uh-huh. So little Edie. Grey Gardens was turned into a musical and I had seen that production, but I had not actually seen the original footage and the documentary. It's, it's a little unsettling Mm -hmm. and it's, it's hard to 
hard to critique it because we didn't appreciate it for what it was in its time. I think it was revered as a documentary style movie that hadn't been made before. It was sort of a groundbreaking piece of film. So sorry if we're offending any film people out there, but apparently it was revolutionary. But for us, it was just a little upsetting, the thought of turning their lives into a documentary when they may or may not have fully understood what was going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like they felt like they were in on the joke and they, they weren't. Yeah, but it's... Famous, legendary about the Kennedy family that yeah. Jackie Onassis's cousin? Something like something, that. A relative. They'd been living in squalor. Yeah. They, they had sort of a descent into, perhaps you could call it madness. Mm-hmm. And they were living in honest filth. They were living with raccoons and I think lice, fleas. And tons of cats. Tons of cats. And just their relationship was very... Uh, tumultuous Mm -hmm. so it's sad to see sort of a mother-daughter relationship that's in such struggle and being broadcasted in such a way Mm -hmm. but all that is to say (laughs) our first name choice would have been edith or the the other name choice would have been edith and then this name for this dog was adelaide first of all musical theater reference adelaide for guys and dolls That was one of the first shows that I did after I graduated from school. I understudied Adelaide. So it's a fun character and she's sassy. And with all the things we knew about Adelaide, even just meeting her once, we felt like it was fitting. We haven't rewatched that movie since we got her. No, I think we should. We should. We absolutely should. Of course, we wouldn't have known this in the beginning, but Adelaide sings. She does her little howl that you hear at the start of our podcast intro. So it seems pretty perfect that she also is named after an iconic musical theater role. We also considered nicknaming Adelaide to Addie. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, I mentioned this earlier as well, a lot of people call her Addie because it's a simpler sounding name and people think to keep it simple for the dog to be able to respond to, you should shorten it. Mm -hmm. They To be able to call them quickly. Right. And for them to understand what their name is Mm -hmm. i think if your name is maybe too long i think past three syllables would be very hard for you to get their attention Mm -hmm. i think people would say probably past two syllables would be a little bit difficult and and she understands it fine though so yeah i'd love to hear somebody who has like an extremely long name that they actually use feels like everyone who has a long name has a shortened version of the simpsons yeah santa's little helper yeah maybe it's a little too much (laughs) is that what they call him yeah or Paul Anka from Guy, uh, from Gilmore Girls. That's not a long name. Right, but it's like a full human name. Yeah, I guess so. That, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like a first and last name. So we had a musical theater reference. Mm-hmm. We had a possible nickname, shortened version, Addie. Yeah. Adelaide is also the street where I work. So I work on Adelaide Street West here in Toronto. It's kind of nice to be able to walk out of the studio and see Adelaide's name. Makes me smile. Mm -hmm. I know one of the first times that I brought her to the studio to see you, we took a picture and I like held her up Simba style above my head. So it was just her in the frame with the the street sign and people like that. Also, we brought her into the studio. It's a fitness studio. And I held one weight in my one hand and Adelaide in my other hand. 
and we debated to see which one you thought was heavier. <laughs> I think it was only a three pound weight. It was. Adelaide was slightly heavier than three pounds. Just slightly. Yeah. So that was a personal connection story. Another reason. The city of Adelaide in Australia. I first heard about Adelaide because Brady Heron of the podcast Hello Internet and from many, many YouTube channels, actually, he like organizes a bunch of them. So he has a lot of connections in the science world. So he's kind of the guy behind the camera for number file and computer file and objectivity. And those are objectivity being um, about chemistry. So it's like all the all these different subjects that he then makes YouTube videos about. Anyway, he's from Australia, specifically Adelaide, and very proudly. Hi, she just heard her name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to say your name a lot in this podcast. It's bound to happen. This is about your name. And I have always wanted to visit Australia as well. So two things happened when I was young. Maybe one led into the other. But on The Amazing Race, um, one of the first seasons, so when I was young and, and was watching it with my parents, they visited Australia and they walked the Sydney Harbour Bridge. So they it's got this big iconic hump and they walked all the way up it and like the clue was at the top of the bridge and i remember saying with dad that we would want to go and do that together because <laughs> apparently like you can actually sign up for tours where you do that like here at the cn tower Aww. where you can go on the edge walk on the outside so very cool um and then maybe that came before or after but i then did a project in grade eight where we had to pick a country and make a whole diorama about it and then I remember putting on an Australian accent. This is me, like 13-year-old Ryan. Oh, my God. I've not heard this story. And I borrowed Dad's Outback jacket. So it was like <gasps> a big, long leather jacket. Oh, my God. And then a bunch of the younger kids, like grade threes and fours or whatever, came in and like went, did a tour around all the different locations in the classroom. And I think there's even maybe a recording. I think I did like a a radio piece and mom might have that somewhere, but <gasps> it would be on tape. So it would be impossible to get a clip of that. I'm so sorry. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All that is to say, since then, I've wanted to visit Australia and knew about Adelaide. So there's that. Since we brought Adelaide home and started our Instagram for her. We've learned that there are so many Italian greyhounds in Australia. I know. Who knew? It's making me want to go even more. Thriving Iggy community in Australia mm -hmm. and Adelaide. I know. Yeah. So many people have reached out and thought that she's from there. Maybe we're just biased because her name's Adelaide. So those dogs show up on our feed. And we have just recently found out one other cool person named Adelaide. And I wish we had known this earlier because it's super cool. You tell the story, Ryan. Adelaide Herman was a magician around the, the turn of the 20th century. She and her husband were a magician team. And after he died, she went on and continued performing magic into her 70s. So we just recently went to the Art Gallery of Ontario. And uh, it was a, a Christmas present that I got Jess was memberships for us to the Art Gallery. But we haven't been <laughs> for reasons. Weren't able to go. <laughs> haven't been able to go. So they have opened up. I guess now for everyone, but for the first few weeks, just for members. So we took advantage so the crowds wouldn't be so big, but they had a 
presentation based, um, or uh, not presentation, exhibition based on the posters from the time. So like turn of the century magicians and they're like crazy posters because there was was like ornolithography or something. I forget. A a technique that was developed. uh, It said it on the picture. Uh, I have it over there. I can't wait. To Instagram I go. Be back. I'm already on Instagram. So here's a quote from Adelaide Herman herself. I do not wish to stand alone on the unique fact that I am the only woman prestigitatrice on the stage today. I shall not be content until I am recognized by the public as a leader in my profession and entirely irrespective of the question of my sex. Adelaide Herman. So yeah. a little female power there too. Good on you, Adelaide. Anyway, there was a way to print posters. So there was a lot of these posters available at the time. Something to do with the coloring, right? That it was like red, Mm -hmm. blue, yellow, very vibrant colors. So overall, we wanted to have an idea of what Adelaide was going to look like before we named her. We wanted to have a little bit of an idea of her personality. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we at least met her the once and not just picked a name. But some people do that because they know it based on the breed or they they have a sentimental reason that they want to name their dog something. Right. Out of all of the people that submitted stories, I would say most people named their dog before either they met them or before the dog came home. Mm -hmm. So it's something that means something to you. And I, I really like that. We'll tell a few unique stories as well of dogs that changed their name after they came home or changed their name for other reasons. Shall we get into that? I think let's get to it. Okay. Oh, one last thing. Oh. We chose Adelaide as an old lady name, not just because she's dainty and, and could look like an old lady, but because it's unique. Right. Yeah. We had been seeing a lot of names. We looked online for inspiration and we'd been seeing a lot of names And we just wanted to make sure that the one we chose felt special to us and that it wasn't the sixth dog named that name and we didn't have a reason behind it. I feel like of the dogs that have lots of multiples, a lot of the reasons are personal and I love that. But I wanted it for us to ring true that it was personal and still felt unique. Mm -hmm. So in uh, at the end, we're going to list off the top 10 boy and girl names for dogs, according to Rover. Um, And you can either pick from that or steer clear of it, whichever strategy you want to go with. Yeah, whether it's an inspiration or whether it's... A deterrent. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think it's important to know that both are valid. So hopefully... You're listening to this podcast and maybe your dog already has a name or maybe you're looking for a name. Maybe you're looking for your second Iggy. So some dogs are named for something important in their person's life, like something for pop culture or city or country, food or or another language or something. Um, There's also with this breed specifically, I mean, Italy, Italian, it's right there in their name. Uh, So lots of people are inspired by that. And then there's... uh, There's some other reasons, like their looks and personality and how it sounds. So we've got some examples of how all of these have been applied to the art of picking a name for your Iggy. 
Yeah, and maybe you find a name for your Iggy just by being inspired by the names you hear today. Or again, maybe you steer clear and you choose something different. So let's get started with names inspired by sports. First up, we've got Hank the Iggy from Brooklyn. Named for a famous New York Rangers goalie. We don't know anything about hockey. <laughs> Sorry, we're not sports people. No, that's going to be a theme with these first few. It's like, that's great for you. I appreciate that it means a lot to you, but we don't know who that is. But I'm sure he's great. And maybe it has to do with Hank's personality. We don't even know. Hmm. Boston. So when I first saw Boston's name, I thought, oh, is it from Boston? But Boston actually lives in Australia. <laughs> Another Australian Iggy. Let me fact check that. Boston, the Iggy, is from Brisbane. Brisbane? Mm-hmm. Brisbane? Is it Brisbane or Brisbane? Brisbane. Boston, the Iggy, is from Brisbane, Australia. Not from Boston, but inspired because of a sports team. The Celtics? What sport is that? Basketball. Well done. Well, I also had a hint because... Boston's mom told me it's because she plays basketball. But we recently have been watching Save the Last Dance. That's not, that's the dance movie. (laughs) What is it? The Last Dance? That one. (laughs) 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 That's the documentary about the Chicago Bulls. In the 90s, and it's like the Michael Jordan story of, of how he became, kind of took over the world, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> saved the last dance. <laughs> no. Okay. I have recently been watching a lot of videos. I know. I was like, are we, did we watch <laughs> Save the Last Dance? Am I forgetting? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, she needs to go away. Yeah. Adelaide, Adelaide, come here. Okay, so I've also been seeing video clips from Save the Last Dance. So I think that has been in my mind. And it's the ending scene where Julia Stiles is dancing hip hop for her ballet audition. And she thinks she's so cool. And so there's like a meme going around that is saying, oh, remember when you thought that her dancing was so cool? And you watch it back and you're like, oh, that was so not cool. (laughs) Not cool dancing. (laughs) So... Truth be told, I have been watching Save the Last Dance. Okay, and without me. And without you. Apparently. Secretly. Watching it in secret. It's a guilty pleasure. Other sports influences. Enzo. Mm -hmm. Enzo is a huge, big popular name right now for Italian greyhounds that I've been seeing. Mm -hmm. So it's an Italian name, for sure. But specifically to do with sports... It's because of Enzo Ferrari. Mm-hmm. If anyone out there watched Ford versus Ferrari, Enzo Ferrari is a character in it. Well, I mean, he's a guy, um, the the founder of Ferrari. So they kind of took over the racing world and then Ford came in and won it out from under them. It's drama in the 60s. So another sports influence, mm-hmm. racing. Lastly, for sports influences, Gigi. Oh, yes. Gigi has a very in-depth story mm-hmm. about why... <laughs> I mean, like us. Of course. <laughs> a 
Gigi, you could start a podcast too. We're in. We'd listen. <laughs> Gigi chose that name. First off, it's a nickname, short for... Giuliani. And that is... An Italian goalkeeper. Again, Italian influence. I'm seeing a pattern here. Mm-hmm. Another sports reference. Yeah. And then he is black and white, which is the colors of one of the Italian sports teams. So that's also someone being named for their physical traits. Yeah, football teams, not just generic sports. Juventus Football Club. Oh, I probably butchered that pronunciation, but oops. their colors are black and white, just like him. I love it. Let's talk about the Italian influences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were, we were trying to think of how to organize this, but like kind of everyone's all over the map with their reasons. And so many people have multiple reasons that Layered there's reasons. not going to be like good defined categories in how people name them. But we wanted to. But yeah, but we're just we're a couple of Ravenclaws here trying to put things in order in lists. And so many lists. Didn't work out for us. <laughs> no, but it just means that people have really put thought into these names, which mm-hmm. I love. It's very inspiring. Yeah. If I ever need to name anything in the future, I will definitely be making more lists. <laughs> lists and categories. You know, if there's a second Iggy on the way or something, mm-hmm. I would definitely want to make lists. Okay. Give me some Italian references. Cannoli is the name of an Iggy. Cannoli was inspired by also the physical trait of the dog. So the dog was a light tan color and white ice cream the iggy parents hey not ice cream cannoli is not ice cream what am i thinking of i don't know but i minored in italian so let me tell you i know my italian dessert and it's cannoli is the um like tubular like an eclair yeah and it's not ice cream in the middle it's like a cream cheese frosting usually cream cheese and chocolate chips is like the traditional one and the outside is like a crusted you can have um two different kinds of cannoli there's the hard cannoli or there's the softer one that's like venetian cannoli and that's more like a puff not puff pastry but it's more puffy like an eclair and then the harder cannoli i forget which one that's called the harder one is i think the more traditional style Hmm. well we're all learning together all learning (laughs) i really did i thought it was ice cream in there that it's like a frozen dessert. Is it a no. frozen dessert or is it just like a cold? No, it can be in a fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be in a fridge. <laughs> I used to live in Boston for school and there's a place called Mike's Pastry in the Italian district in Boston. And they're famous for the cannoli and it's just a huge store full of just cannoli. I mean, a few other desserts, but that's their prime real estate. And there's just so many different flavors of cannoli and they're huge and they're so good. So if you're ever in Boston... Or if you live in Boston, I'm sure you already know about it. But Mike's Pastry. Cannoli. Yum. Next up. I don't know how to pronounce it just because I know how to pronounce the one thing. But beignet. So beignets. Two insane Iggies is the Instagram handle for two different dogs. Beignet or beignet is one of the two dogs. And it's named after beignets, the donuts. Mm -hmm. I don't think it had to do with the coloring. But I think that's a really fun name and very unique. It's because they look like one. Again, the coloring. So I don't know what like the coloring influenced ours, but I guess it was just like darker. So like Adelaide had like a darker sound to it. I don't know. It, it felt right to me. I don't know if you thought about it consciously. I don't know if I thought about that. 
I don't think her coloring had the influence on me. I think personality did. Oh, yeah, for sure. That she was outgoing and all those things. I also just realized that I skipped down to food because yum. But we were talking about Italian influences. Oh, my God. <laughs> beignets are French. Or at least I just think of New Orleans when oh, I think yeah, of beignets. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's... But anyways, back to Italian. Yep. <laughs> we're all it's over all the map here, wishy-washy. folks. It's <laughs> Enzo, like we said. Yep. There's two Enzos that we were chatting with that are our friends on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And they both mentioned that the Italian name of Enzo had an influence on their choice of using that name. Mm-hmm. So I think that there are several Enzos on our list. Mm-hmm. And I think it probably has to do with it being Italian. Yeah, my my favorite Iggy to follow. I, I don't follow that many on my personal account, but there's Enzo Iggy Dust in New York. They didn't respond to our, our quiz, but... He's just so like, but we're thinking of you. So slim and <laughs> and sleek and and blue. So he's I love so following cute. him as well. Mm-hmm. But so when you say Enzo, he's the one that I think of. But I know that there's like other ones that you actually have a really relationship with that you Absolutely. talk to. Absolutely, <laughs> like Enzo in New Jersey, New York. Yeah, Enzo the dapper Iggy, very dapper, very sweet. The next one up, I absolutely love that this happened. Caesar, believe it or not, is a girl. So this is a case of where an Iggy was named before. For sure. But they stuck with it. So Caesar, they chose because of the strong Italian name. And then they realized that when the litter was born, they ended up with a girl. And they thought, well, we actually really like the name for a girl. We think it's a strong name and it really suits her. So they stuck with Caesar. And I absolutely love that. I love the sort of gender bending Boy, girl, who cares? Choose the name that feels fitting. Mm-hmm. So another Italian influence that just because they were named before doesn't mean it's not going to fit after you know who your Iggy is. Okay, now tell the sentimental story. Oh, I love this story. So it's inspired by the Italian nature of the breed. This is on Instagram, Life of Spritz. The Iggy is named Spritz. Because that's the name of the Italian restaurant where the parents met on their first date. That's very sweet. It's very sweet. Uh, Where did we go on our first date? Ocho restaurant. Oh, I mean, that's a cute name for a dog. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Except I knew an Ocho. So I I have a previous Ocho dog experience, actually. Oh. So I I wouldn't want to cross that. Oh, okay. No. Very sweet. Was that the Chihuahua? It was the Chihuahua. Yeah. He used to sing with me. It was very cute. I was living somewhere on a contract for a musical theater gig, and he used to sing with me in the mornings, and he was very cute, but he also barked a lot at night. Next category, we dipped our toes in, but... The food? Let's get to food. Okay. Looks like the only one that we haven't mentioned here is tuna. Tuna! Sushi. So tuna's parents love sushi. But they didn't know they were going to name Tuna until they met Tuna. Possible names for Tuna were Olive, Twiggy, Muffin, and Tuna. They really wanted a short name. So the length of the name had something to do with the choosing. And they really loved sushi. So when they saw their Iggy for the first time, they knew right away it was going to be Tuna. So, did you have any possible names that you could have been named? You, personally. Me as a human? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, 
my brother is three years older than me. And when he was born, they had both a female and a male name for him. So it was going to be Eric or it was going to be Ashley. There was a big debate between Jessica or my middle name, Kaylee. K-A-I-L-E-Y. Now, there are a million different ways to spell Kaylee. Is that how you spell it? That's how I spell it. There's there's a Gaelic way to spell it. K-A-I-L-E-Y. Oh, that's not how it's been spelled in my head. I've been spelling it K-A-Y-L-E-I-G-H. I'm glad I haven't had to write that on any forms. (laughs) Get out of here, husband. That's so funny. Get out of here. Let's end this right now. (laughs) (laughs) I really liked the name Kaylee. And up until maybe like age 10, I wanted to change my name. I really liked Kaylee because it was more unique. And even though it was harder to spell, there were like four Jessicas in every one of my classes. It was the most popular name the year I was born and probably the five years beforehand. So for me, I wanted to be Kaylee, but I ended up falling in love with the shorter version of my name, Jess. So settled on Jess, happy with Jess, but I was supposed to be named Kaylee. Cool. I was also named after a character on The Young and the Restless. (laughs) Because my mom watched a lot of Y&R. Yeah, we just watched a YouTube video about how the look of soap operas came to be. And Jess was like, oh, I know this character. I know this show. Oh, I know they did a crossover between these two shows. And I was like, oh, you actually watched a lot of soap operas. I watched a lot. But I really watched Coronation Street. Oh, right. Yep. Corey, because my mom's from England. And I love England. Me too. How about you, Ryan? Uh, the only name that I know, I know my parents wanted me to kind of not have a short form of my name, that my name was my name. Well, your last names are long, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like not nicknameable. I think my, if I was a girl, I was going to be called Crystal. Whoa. Any reason behind that? Not that I know of. I mean, it's like Ryan Robinson. So like Crystal Robinson, another R kind of. Ruh. Yeah. So how it sounds. How it sounds. That's important. And we found with some of the Iggy's that submitted stories, how the name sounds went into account. Okay. Let's let's tell those stories. All right. Yeah. Segway. High five. Segway. Here we go. (laughs) So Enzo, again, we're coming back to this Enzo name, (laughs) but our friend Enzo said that Another reason why they chose the name is not just because of Ferraris and Iggy's that are fast, but also the Enzo is Italian and also they are a Spanish-speaking household as well as English. So Enzo still works within the Spanish language. Hmm. So I think that that's a really neat reason to also make a name work. Mm-hmm. Well, that that is kind of reminding me of the dog that we looked at adopting. Um, was it Hanbei? Yes, Hanbei. And it was like, oh, like, would we keep that name? Is that a good name? And I said we could call him Hammy. I love that. Same sort of thing, like Korean to English, Italian to Spanish. The next name that was chosen because of how it sounds is Bo. Or as you may know him on Instagram, Iggy Bowie. (laughs) So Iggy Bowie is from South Africa. And Bowie's name was influenced by, is it a Norse story or word or is a a nickname nickname bua we're guessing the pronunciation yeah they initially thought they were gonna keep that one syllable that was a goal that they had oh let's have a name that has one syllable Mm -hmm. 
but they ended up calling him Bowie. But again, the way that the name sounded inspired them to choose the name. Let's talk about Kronk. Yeah. So already Kronk, such a fun sounding name. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling that the sound of the name is partially the reason that Kronk is Kronk. Kronk was initially named Eugene from Tangled. So we had to look this up. <laughs> right. I was like, is it Pascal the chameleon? Is no. it the name of the horse? But it's Flynn, Flynn Rider. It's Eugene Fitzherbert is his real name. <laughs> love it. Fitzherbert. Now there's another name for an Iggy. Ooh, that's good. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love unique names. But then their Iggy came home and didn't seem to react to the name, wasn't really responding to it. It didn't seem fitting anymore. They had a list of names and they just started listing off different names and seeing if the dog would react. And then as a joke, they said, Krog. And he whipped his head around and that was his name right then and there. So I love stories like that because it really felt like the dog named itself. (laughs) Yeah. And it didn't mean that the parents didn't have influence on the name. Of course, it was a group effort, but... It's kind of nice to see when a dog's personality and own reaction to their name helps to form their identity. So Eugene and Kronk both fall under the pop culture category. There are a lot under the pop culture category. Of course there are, (laughs) including Adelaide from Guys and Dolls. It's just not current pop. It's old, old pop. Old pop. So old old popular (laughs) We're calling it pop culture, but really this is the category that, I mean, sports could fall under this category as well. Food could fall under this category, but really it's naming your Iggy after something or someone that is known in the world, Mm -hmm. a place or anything. So So, Kronk is from The Emperor's New Groove, another movie that we've been meaning to watch. I know we need that. We've got Disney Plus. We have no excuse. Mm -hmm. But another name is... Remy. So Remy has twofold. Remy from Ratatouille. And they were named Remy because in Ratatouille, there's a rat. And they thought that Remy, the Iggy, looked like the mouse and likes food. Is he a mouse or is he a rat? I mean, Remy said mouse, but it's probably a rat. Oh, okay. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) And that they like (laughs) food. This is us needing to rewatch the movie we don't even know what the main character is oopsie i think it's a rat but mouse is cuter (laughs) said the girl who's lived in boston and new york city (laughs) she would oh i have my experience yeah remy was named for ratatouille but also remy was named for a harry potter character remus lupin this we have just recently rewatched just at a full harry potter marathon let me tell you watching harry potter during a pandemic Mm -hmm. there's a lot of parallels in society when a pandemic is happening and you watch a story about like invisible forces taking over things happening in the shadows and whether or not people believe that it's happening and not trusting yeah not trusting authorities and and things like that yeah just those themes it uh has a scary parallel to today's times for sure but Great reference for 
an adorable Italian greyhound name. So right, werewolf, the opposite of an Italian greyhound, but adorable. <laughs> so Remy, great name. Also, Remy has a best friend who's named Luna. Also, Harry Potter reference. Next up for pop culture, let's stick with that Disney theme, Jungle Book. There is Baloo. Baloo Iggy Bear. I think that's the handle. That sounds right. Anyways. Yeah, I, I should mention as well, I'm going to link all of the profiles of these Italian greyhounds, everyone that responded. So you can check it out. Yeah. Next up, Athena. First off, kudos to you. Very unique name. I've not heard of another Athena. Love it. And this is a Greek mythology name. Athena's owner's brother has a minpin named Ares and a fish named Persephone and Poseidon. So cute. Last pop culture reference is Bambi, also a Disney lover inspired by the film Bambi. And people say Italian greyhounds look like little deers with their little trot. So trot, perfect. Trot, trot. If you look at the emoji for deer on at least on iPhones, it really looks exactly like how Italian greyhounds walk with their like paw up. Next reason why an Iggy parent might name their dog their name is the actual meaning of the word. So we touched on this with Bo or Bowie, but Bo as a Norse nickname, Bua means to live. And another name as well, Rue means companion or friend. Depending on what words you use, sometimes the words even have meaning within themselves. Next up, we're going to talk about physical traits, inspiration from the physicality of the dog. First up, Aladar. Aladar is known on Instagram as the little deers. Play on words there, D-E-A-R-S. And it's Willa or Wilhelmina and Aladar are the little deers and they both are red and look like little deers, little reindeers. Oh, it's named after a racehorse, Aladar. So again, physical trait, looking at the speed of these animals, Aladar was named after a racehorse. Makes sense. Her show name is Front Runner. Mm -hmm. So we talked to Aladar's mom, Mackenzie, and got a little bit of a backstory on show names. So it turns out that if you ever looked at any written documentation about show dogs, their names are really long and there's lots of abbreviations and I always look at it and I have no idea what's going on. All of the titles that you might see are for awards of some kind, either champion or grand champion. and All different countries. Yeah. So we're going to have an episode about dog shows in the future. It's a whole world that we don't know anything about. But then part of the name is the kennel or the breeder that they've come from. And then the rest of the name is usually in some kind of theme. I think the breeder selects. I know that Shalane has, has picked hers, but I don't know. If you if we were entering Adelaide, if we would have a say in what her show dog name would be, or if it just comes from the breeder. Again, questions for, questions for Mackenzie. that episode in the future. So her, Aladar's official name is, or dog show name, official dog show. I'm not sure how to say it. Is Rhythm's front runner. Registered name. Registered name. I knew there was going to be a way to say that. Thank <laughs> you. Um, Rhythm's front runner. So front runner being a horse, like a horse race. That's one Iggy that we know named for a physical trait. Right. So there's also 
Joey, Iggy Joey, that uh, was named because, well, because Lindell's from Australia. Heckin' Lindell is from Australia and named Joey because uh, she looks like a little kangaroo and Joey is a, a baby kangaroo. I love it as well that Joey is a girl. Oh, right. The, Same thing we were saying the, about Caesar. Switch like, it up. Just mix it up. Why, Why not? not? Who cares? And on that note as well, we were chatting with Lyndall and we wondered why Anna was named Anna and what the circumstances were around that. So mm-hmm. Anna was a rescue and we wondered if she came with her name or if Lyndall had renamed her. Because uh, personal experience, my old roommate Tammy and I took care of Maisie, but we didn't know her name from before. We had no idea what her name was, but she had had a previous family and she came to us at the age of four. And at that time, we were putting her into the show, The Wizard of Oz. The show where Jess and I met. At the time, we didn't have a name for her yet. So we were just calling her Toto. So the groomer still thinks that she's called Toto or she's still listed as Toto. Toto Maisie. Toto Maisie. (laughs) But it's because Tammy and I were figuring out what name suits her. We wanted inspiration from musical theater. Maisie, Amazing Maisie from Seussical. But also Maisie's a cute sort of lady name. And Maisie looked very dainty and ladylike, especially when her hair was all puffed up. So we settled on Maisie, but only a few weeks after having her. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that it's interesting, again, the timing of when you name your Iggy. Sometimes before, and then circumstances change. And the question is, if your dog's personality doesn't match their name, do you change their name? Do you make it a nickname instead? Or do you keep the name and now your persona of the dog is associated with that name? So Anna came with her name. Anna did come with a name, Anna. And... Linda wanted to name her Andy, kind of again playing with that girls with boys names. But Anna, being a rescue, has already experienced a lot. So to have to change her name as well didn't really feel right for Lyndall. So she's Anna. And initially we saw her on Instagram as Anna Banana. But she has a new really cool name, I Am Elegant Swan, which... I think is also very suiting because she looks like a little swan. She does. She also looks like Adelaide. So they're, they're twins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you, if you can't picture this dog, look at Adelaide and then picture her like 20% bigger. Tiny, tiny percent bigger. Yeah. It's like she was the twin that was born like minutes earlier. Yeah. Or seconds earlier. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Last for physical traits. Rue is named R-O-O. Like a kangaroo. Very last here, we're going to get into personal meaning. CJ's parents moved from New Zealand to Australia and seemed to have left behind maybe a family dog called Chopper. And when they got looking at getting another dog, it just felt right to name him Chopper Jr. So CJ. So cute. So cute. Next up, known on Instagram as The Pretty Iggy. Sophie was named after one of Sophie's parents' friends. I like that because we've kind of done the opposite of that. It's like if we know someone with that name, we wouldn't want to name the dog that. Only because we think that the human is unique. Yeah. I know I was really pushing for Margaret, but we do have a Margaret in our life and she's awesome. So <laughs> Yeah. So we didn't know any Adelaides when no. we got her. And funny enough, when we went to get her 
little name tag printed or engraved put her name on one side and jess's phone number on the other side just in case she gets lost knock on wood but the person we told her her name and the person taking notes she paused for a second and she said her her name's adelaide she's like that's my name <laughs> so that she's was like, the, why are you writing my name well, on your i know what you could like see her processing right she's like they just said my name no one ever says my name because my name is kind of unique wait is that your dog <laughs> anyway i love it another personal story on instagram her name is lovable idea her name is idea the management as they're known if you chat with them on instagram the management of uh lovable ideas account said that idea was the first small dog that they'd ever had so initially they'd only ever had rescue dogs and they were always big and so they thought a small dog like should we have a small dog and they thought oh what a great idea shall we end off with the story of murphy let's do it so murphy lives with four humans and they all put in their name suggestions and then they, they made all, a list they made a list <laughs> people after our own heart love lists and then they all voted on what name they could agree on and i love that that everyone had a say and contributed in some way yeah so i don't exactly know where the name murphy came for them whether it was inspired by someone or something but they all decided on murphy so the way they chose the name had the influence and i like that they said here that there was very heated debate so something that really mattered to people which is is nice a dog is loved even before their home and named what i've learned from having all of these great discussions with iggy parents again no matter what you name your iggy it's going to be beautiful because that iggy is unique and whether they came with a name or you named them it's going to be personal to them and you. But I've collected five criteria of what you could look for in a name. So if you're looking for inspiration for your Iggy's name and you haven't named them yet, here are five ways to name your Iggy. One, find a name that's unique. So to do this, maybe you go online and you look up the most popular names or the least popular names or look for what's out there already and that will inform you to tell you what's unique and what's not. Two, multiple meanings and references. It looks like many of the Iggy's we know have multiple reasons why they named their individual name. Three, personal connection. So maybe you have a personal story and that's why you name your Iggy that name. Four, inspiration from the breed. It could be a physical personality, any reason like that. For example, I met a French bulldog named Chunky at the dog park. <laughs> That's so good. It was so good. I forget the brother had another name too, and I can't remember it right now, but it was also very fitting. Mm-hmm. Porky. I- it was Porky. <laughs> Chunky and Porky. I was just thinking as well, if like if you had another breed, like if you had a an Aussie, Australian Shepherd, then look for Australian names, inspired names, or... If you had an Afghan hound, then you could look for Afghan names. Yeah. Which that would be a whole nother world. Absolutely. For us to look into. You could name a Canadian dog Poutine. That'd be cool too. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. Poutini. Poutini. That'd be a very good name. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Five. How it sounds. The actual sound 
of the name, whether that makes it easier for your dog to understand, or maybe the sound of the name works with your language, etc. Five reasons to name, or five ways to name your dog if you're taking a shot in the dark and you don't know what you're doing. Hope that helps. As Iggy parents, we always try our best to be with Adelaide as much as we can, but there are times where we can't always be with her 24-7. Rover is a pet sitting service that helps connect pet parents with trusted sitters and dog walkers that treat your pet like family. Their service ranges from drop-in visits to dog walking and even boarding. They provide lots of options including both house sitting in your home or boarding in the sitter's home. So whether your pup needs walking while you're at work or you're traveling for a longer period of time, Rover's got you covered. Rover cares about the safety of your pets. All new sitters pass a basic background check. All sitters provide a detailed profile and personal information. And all sitters are approved by a team of sitter specialists. All services booked on Rover are backed by the Rover Guarantee, 24-7 Rover support, photo updates, and reservation protection. Each sitter has a profile where you can read verified reviews and see if they have repeat clients. Rover makes it easy for you to pick the perfect sitter for your pet. Booking and paying are convenient all through the app or website. And with our link, you get $10 off your first booking. You can use the link in the show notes to create your account and find a five-star pet sitter from Rover today. So we've got here the top names according to Rover.com in 2019 in the U.S. for boy and girl dogs. So... Let's start with boy names. Start at number 10. We've got Teddy. Teddy Bear. That'd be cute. Duke. Bear. Jack. Milo. Rocky. Buddy. Cooper. Charlie. And Max. I feel like that that list of names like feels much more unique than... If it was just baby boy names. Yeah. I wonder if the names were influenced by the breed. Like Teddy or Bear. Mm-hmm. Sound like maybe a Golden Doodle or a Poodle or something, something fluffy. fluffy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Rocky and Buddy. I don't know. They they just feel different than what boy names would be. Than what boy names? Oh, than human boy human names. Human boy names. Baby boy names. Humans. Humans. Babies. Yeah. Baby boys. Okay. And the girl names. We've got Bailey, Sadie, Molly, Lola, Zoe, Lily, Daisy, Lucy, Luna, and Bella. I will say I've seen many Italian greyhounds named Luna. And that happens to be Adelaide's mom's name. (laughs) So, I don't know if it's all Harry Potter reference. (laughs) I think that maybe it also has to do with the moon. Yeah. La Luna. Thinking of Italian for moon. Mm -hmm. Maybe inspiration from that. Is that also Sola? Oh. Sun. I hadn't thought of that. Again, my Italian minor from the University of Toronto is coming through, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) But... At one of Adelaide's sister that the breeder kept is named Sola. So we've got Luna and Sola. That's pretty sweet. That's really nice. Never thought of that. We never made that connection. Sorry, Shalene. 
Oh, sola, it's sole. Is Italian. Comes from the Latin solaris. Anyways. Anyway, it, it just makes me think of solar. Yeah. Which is why it feels like that. But sole mm. is, is sun in Italian. Updates. So we've been to two different parks with Adelaide recently. Uh, we went and met up with a group of friends and then just today went and met with one friend from that group who couldn't make it that day. So it was kind of an extension of that meetup. Always got to have secondary meetups. But it was great for Adelaide. Both times got to meet a little puppy <laughs> the first time. I say little and it was what, what was the breed? It's not Siberian Husky, but it's like Pyrenees. Is that Pyrenees? Yeah. Yes. It's so, going to be a big dog. Yeah. So it's like 10 weeks old and like twice the size of her. Absolutely. Uh, but they got to play and then Adelaide ran over and tried to eat some potato chips off the plate of a nice family's just graduation to celebration. Their... Yeah. <laughs> she had some graduation snacks. <laughs> she did not eat any and I was able to snatch her before. Yeah. But. And they were very nice about it. Oh, yeah. It was just hilarious. I think they were more in shock. It's like, what is this tiny thing? Yeah. <laughs> Taking it all in. But yeah, it was great. We stayed all the way until sunset. It was it was a really nice evening. And then today, we got to meet up with another friend. And I feel like the wildlife was really entertaining Adelaide today. Mm-hmm. She just kept eating ants. She found a caterpillar that we had to take away. And then there were some geese. Oh, and a weird moth. Oh, and a moth, yeah. Like a caterpillary moth. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. There oh, was there was another multiple caterpillar. caterpillars. Yes. <laughs> and then also the Canada geese. Yeah. That I was very nervous because they can be very aggressive. Yeah, and they were like coming our way, but then they turned around and ran away. What's a, is it a flock of geese? I think so. They were coming towards us. There were probably like 10 of them. Yeah. And they really can be menacing and they've got this honking sound. If you don't have any experience with Canada geese, look them up online. Look up the sounds they make. It's a little menacing. And if they feel threatened, if you're in their space, watch out. How much do they range in weight? Can you look that up? A Canada goose? Typically weighs around 20 pounds. All right. Twice the size of her. Yep. And like really long necks and that big beak. (laughs) Feels like boxing, right? It's got weight on her. It's got range on her. Yeah, like twice, like three times as tall and twice the size. And then tomorrow, we're planning to go to Brews and Chews at the Stacked Market in Toronto. How many times did we go to that last year? Uh, A couple? I think twice, yeah. Yeah. We went to the very last week before it all ended. Yep. It's an outdoor market where you can, uh, there's a beer garden with some stalls where they have food for sale we haven't been this year so we don't know what the setup is going to be like and what the stores are going to be like but we're looking forward to going because it's it's all focused around having your dog there and having people to see and hang out with outside yeah and unlike a crowded bar this is outdoors and it's about the dogs so it feels a little bit more like a dog meetup than it does going out for beers on the patio which Of course, our area is reopening slowly and people are allowed on patios to drink and order food. But for me, 
I'm going to appreciate having the distance of having my dog with me and keeping a little separate. <laughs> and then after that, we will be recording an episode of the Dog Mom Podcast. So exciting. So this is a podcast run by the people at Zippy Paws that we um, were inspired by. There's a, f- a few dog podcasts, dog mom podcasts that we have been listening to and inspired by. Yeah, we were researching, of course, when we started our own podcast to see what else is out there? Who else is talking about dogs and What kind being of topics dog do they parents? talk about? Is there enough to talk about on a podcast? And then we've seen, I mean, the Dog Mom podcast is, is newer like we are, but there's some podcasts that have been around for hundreds of episodes. So like, right, yes. you can never run out of things to talk about with dogs. So many different topics. And that's how we felt about our blog as well. So mm-hmm. this podcast came out of our blog and all the different topics we covered there. And when we decided to make the blog, we both sat down separately and said, okay, write 50 topics that you could write right now or you could plan for about your dog or the subject. So for us, it was Adelaide. And we both sat separately and wrote them down. And once we were done, we both realized, I think we each had 70. Mm-hmm. And some were crossover, of course. Like I think it was together we came with... To 70. 70 because of all the crossover. Yeah. So I think that's so exciting to have 70 possible topics and we hadn't even started the blog yet. So we didn't do that exercise for this podcast only because it seems like this is just a continuation of our blog and we hope to keep going back and forth between and let this be my promise that we will get back to the blogging because podcasts aren't for everyone as well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes written form is... Maybe a little bit more direct. Yeah. And we now, this is a topic that we have not covered on the blog. And and I'm wanting to make blog posts out of the podcast, like you said, for people that don't have a proclivity to listening and they'd rather read. I do believe we have a blog post called What's in a Name. Oh, well, then maybe we'll have to update it with all of these examples from other people. Absolutely. We did not have that inspiration prior to this. I totally forgot about that. That's how I came up with the title of this episode. Oh, of course. But that's okay. Inspired by your past self. I was inspired by former Jess. <laughs> anyway, we're going to be on the Dog Mom podcast. I don't know if that episode is going to be up by the time this episode goes out. We don't it's know a what race. Reco- Who gets their episode up first? <laughs> yeah, we don't know what their recording <laughs> schedule is like. But we're looking forward to talking about being Italian Greyhound parents. Moms and dads. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Iggy Parents. You can follow us on Instagram at, at the Iggy Parents. Or find us on YouTube. Search for The Iggy Parents and you'll find us. This podcast is available where all podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye from Ryan. And Jess. And Adelaide. Thanks.